This podcast contains adult content suitable for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. But I ain't like that anymore. I don't kick off like before. I'm more relaxed. I'm all formed. I ain't Welcome, fired. traveler, to the morbid forest. This here, my dear traveler, is my favorite spot within the morbid forest. <laughs> Why are you all the way back there, silly? Come here. I promise when you're with Ranger Harper, you have nothing much to fear. Just move a little closer to me. That's it and take in the nature. For many years, spending time in the great outdoors was my central hobby, possibly only hobby, surrounding myself with luscious evergreens, rolling knolls, and crisp autumn leaves centered my normally chaotic mind. The tranquility of the trees seemed to slip seamlessly through my bones, giving me the rush any adrenaline junkie craves. My local woods even gave me my girlfriend, having met her on a hiking trail one bright summer morning. My hobby turned into a lifestyle in no time, especially after I found Paula. I never wanted to part from our woods, and decided to purchase a remote log cabin in the middle of our favorite wooden range. <sighs> However, it didn't take long for the oddities of our woodland home to come knocking at our door. Paula and I were out for a short hike when we heard it. We'd only lived in the cabin a month, and there was still so much left of our new home left to explore. As we trekked along a new trail, and the wind brought a howling streaming to our ears. It's difficult to explain, but the howl wasn't a howl as equally as it was one. A long, looping wail shifted through the leaves, its ending crescendo morphing into the shattering of splintering wood. You heard that, right? Paula captured my gaze as I scanned the trees her hazel eyes cloudy with concern. Lone wolf? She bit her lip, nibbling at the dead skin. Maybe, but it sounded, I don't know, wrong. It's probably just a lone wolf trying to find its pack. Maybe it's injured. Come on, let's head back. <laughs> don't want to be its dinner. I pulled her close growling and tickling her middle. She laughed and slapped my arm before allowing me to drag her home. As if the first howl was the summon for the demons of the forest to visit our home, the mournful call followed us home. The howl 
trailed behind us, a stalking predator monitoring its prey. With its breath skittering down our spines, propelling our legs faster through the brush, we raced home, fear of our beloved woods pressing in for the first time. Once we were safe, locked in the warmth of our cabin, we laughed at our ridiculousness. We chalked it up to group paranoia and the wind vibrating the leaves and set about our nightly routine. However, the hairs on the back of my neck remained erect. As we sat on the couch, our favorite nightly show on the television, I could have sworn over the laugh tracks and sitcom music, I heard light scratching coming from through the front door. A week passed without incident. The events of the odd day nearly vanished completely from my thoughts. Powell and I were back on our favorite trail when it started again. A whisper howl flapped through the breeze, and I tripped over my feet at the sound of it. Whatever was making the noise was trapped in a limbo of ire and despair. Like a predator, caught in a hunter's trap. We should check it out. The fuck we should. Paula replied, recoiling from the idea. If it's a hurt animal, we have to report it to the ranger station. There aren't supposed to be trappers in this zone. You know that. Paula sighed, biting her lip as we started in the direction of the house. I just want to put it on the record. I think this is a very bad idea. Noted. Now come on before it stops and we lose its location. We moved off the trail, heading deep into the woods, the uncharted path making it difficult to hike through. The howl grew louder, its wail shaking the birds from the trees. It took 30 minutes of hard hiking for a trail to suddenly open before us. A cross trail of sorts we use regularly since it lies roughly a mile from our house. As we stepped onto the path, the howl stopped. The abrupt silence grated against my ears, but it was the tree across from us sending my stomach plummeting into my boots. The tree was a demonic waldo in a sea of evergreen. Its limbs slithered out causing its brethren to cower. Leaning as far as their roots allowed, the bark along the trunk crackled like black volcanic ash, splitting to reveal swollen, inky flesh. As we stared at this ominous, gargantuan nightmare, my brain reluctantly wondered if we passed this exact spot over an hour ago. How did this tree get here? The remainder of the evening passed in petrified silence. Both parties were too afraid to recant the day's events. We settled into bed early, in hopes the night would wash away the discovery of the day. A loud crash jolted me upright. Paula was already awake at my side, her hands strangling the sheets. I'll go check it out. 
I didn't want to check it out, but the look on Paula's face gave me little choice. Her head popped, her eyes too wide for her face. I'll come with you. I didn't refuse because, frankly, I wanted the backup. We crept out of bed and headed down the stairs. Wind whined below, muffling our procession onto the main floor. I hissed as my foot landed on the main floor, pain lacing through my right foot as blood dripped on the wood panels. Paula squeezed my arm, looking down at my cut foot and the glass scattered across the living room floor. We avoided the larger glass pieces as best we could, rounding the corner and taking in the damaged state of our living room. My heart skipped a beat as I beheld the large tree branch lying broken on the living room floor. The limb was blacker than our combined shadows, its weathered bark reaching lamely toward us. What the? We're leaving tonight. Paula's quiet voice jolted through me, my foot coming dangerously close to becoming a pincushion. Paula, it's just a tree branch. We'll tape up the window and... We are leaving tonight. Paula's chest rose and fell like a riptide at the edge of a beach. I wrapped my arms around her, ignoring the pain in my extremities. Look, it's too dark to leave now. But at first light, we'll pack up and go to your mom's, all right? Paula nodded mutely, and I guided her away from the mess of our living space the blackened tree branch seeming to watch us go. I pushed Paula into bed and padded to the ensuite to clean my wounds. As the last shard plinked into the sink, a scream ripped through the walls, the house shattering as though a bomb were detonated on the ground floor. I rushed from the bathroom. My bloody foot slipped on the sleek wood floors, sending me crashing into the bed. A very empty bed. The scream crescendoed before becoming sliced off by the slam of the front door. Paula! Muffled screams for help faded from the cabin as I took the stairs two at a time, racing for the front door. I howled in pain as the spiked object jammed into my soul. A large black pine cone clung like a wretched forest barnacle to the palm of my foot. I cursed as I yanked the cone from my foot, rancidly sweet sap trailing in its wake, ready to exercise it from the plane when I froze. Dozens of pine cones and leaves littered the cabin floor, along with a trail of blood. I didn't think, I just moved, racing through the forest I loved so much for the women I would do anything for. Blood, pine, and strips of flannel wound along the trail, and my heart constricted in my chest as Paula's cries grew fainter and fainter. Paula! My voice crackled against the trees, swallowed greedily by the treacherous forest shadows. A howl answered in kind, my foot linking with the tree root, and I nearly tumbled to the wooden floor. I managed to stay upright as my feet pushed faster as fear blazed through every inch of my body. Fear, the owner of the howl we heard for days, finally found us. 
I broke into the clearing at the trail bisection, the blackened tree looming over me. Snaps and rips and tears welcomed me as my world caved in. Scraps of polished clothes were strewn across the path like discarded beach trash. Tidepools of blood rippled against the soft breeze, filling my nostrils with their salty copper. My eyes bore into the scene before me, my mind fighting to reject the reality of this fucking nightmare. An insidious maw of charred black teeth crackled and slurped around a round mass of muscled sinew. The tree let out a satisfied, beastly moan as its ink-tipped limbs shoveled escaped bits of torn flesh into its perennial abyss. I fell on my ass, my body shutting down as the moon crept to the clearing, pulling back the curtain of shadows engulfing the monstrosity of nature to reveal what it was greedily devouring. A cry from the depths of hell escaped my lips as Paula's beautifully mauled face glistened under the moon's rays. Her mouth clacked together with eyes achily wide as she sought to call me forth from the shadows. Call me to save her or end her. I was not certain. Her right eye blistered as the jagged flecks of rind squeezed around her face and my bladder released as the carnivorous timber pierced her eye like a morsel on a kebab. Her face disappeared into its rooted gullet before it howled into the arboreal sky and then turned its ravenous gaze on me. Time stopped. As we took each other in, a single breath of a moment fully taking in the other before time resumed and a creature straight from the pits of hell leapt from my flesh. I rolled to the side, narrowly missing a clawed tree hand as it attempted to rake me into its awaiting mouth. I pushed myself to my feet and ran for the cabin. The tree, howling as its second meal was prone to escape. The earth shook and I chanced to glance over my shoulder to find the wooden bastard swimming towards me in a terrestrial butterfly motion. The forest boomed as the tree dragged itself after me and I pushed myself faster along the trail as more liquid leaked down my sleep shorts. Rancid boiling breath tickled the nape of my neck as trees fell like stacked dominoes around me. I slid through the front door, tumbling to the floor as razor-tipped leaves kissed my neck. I righted myself and snatched the keys from the counter before I hurled myself through the back door and into my truck. Slamming my foot on the gas, I fishtailed out of the dirt driveway, my body vibrating with the realization it was still whole. I raced through the night, putting as much distance between myself and the forest creature. As I lay in the hotel bed, three counties over, I could swear I still heard the tree's howls as it scoured the earth for its escaped meal. It's been over a year since the incident with Paula and the howling tree occurred. My therapist still believes I created delusions in order to cope with the savage animal attack paired with my severe survivor's guilt. I may never truly recover 
or come to terms with the truth. But I know the truth. Just as I know I used to love nature, but nature does not love us back. This has been a Morbid Horrors production. On this week's episode, you've heard Nature, written by Sean Moreau, with narration by Ron Hyatt and Naomi Richards. Follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at The Morbid Forest. Want to write us a little love letter? Then send it to themorbidforest at gmail.com. Want to find out more about the show and the narrators? Then head over to themorbidforest.wixsite.com slash mf21 to stay up to date on all the latest with the show as well as listen for free. Thank you so much, travelers, for listening this week. And we'll see you next time on The Morbid Forest.